Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Um, so let me just get started and said hello and welcome to the Null Share with Dr. Dave podcast. Um, I am Dr. Dave A. Cornelius, affectionately called Dr. Dave, and I am your host. You know, we're in the early stages of 2024, and I am just fired up and ready to go. You know, this is the first episode of the Getting to Your Mountaintop podcast series, mm-hmm. and we will discuss how people overcome challenges to reach their summits or mm-hmm. the wins that they have in their sales steward progress. Uh, we want our listeners to learn from the paths our guests carved through adversity, unlocking insights and strategies for success. So my guest today is Daryl Coach D. Andrews. Um, Coach D, welcome to the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast and getting to your mountaintop series. Man, uh, first of all, thank you, Dr. Dave. And boy, I love that getting to your mountaintop. That's a, that's a powerful title. <laughs> and uh, that should be all of our goal, man, to keep ascending, you know, till we get there. So I'm honored and hopefully today's information and what we share will be beneficial to your listeners. Yeah, so I'd like to start off with something soft, like what song or spoken word is inspiring you today? And, uh, you know, would you be open to humming a few bars of a song that you love or a few <laughs> words of inspiration? You know, bring it light, bring it close, yeah. Oh, man, I don't know if I was prepared for that one. <laughs> um, that song, uh, what would be a song that I can think of? Because, I, you know, I listen to different songs, but... um, um I'll say one uh, that's a ne- connected to uh, your 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 title. How's All that? Right. All, All right. right. Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no valley low. Ain't that no river wide enough, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you need me, call me. No matter where you are, <laughs> you know. So I, I'll do a little Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no mountain no high, high enough. enough. That's a beautiful Ain't song. No valley low enough. Yeah, but love that <laughs> song. Yeah. Yeah. Song. <laughs> yeah. But but I think in context, you know, what they're saying is there's nothing that's going to stop me from right. getting to you. And I think for us, we shouldn't have anything stop us from getting to our dreams, into our that's goals. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the context. Yeah. 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 But since yeah. we start off with such a positive energy, uh, let's talk, yeah. you know, let's do a, an elevator pitch about yourself. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I prefer people to introduce themselves that versus, sure. you know, fire well, yeah, thank you for that. And again, I'm Daryl Andrews, Coach D. I'm the uh, president, CEO, I like to say, Chief Passion Officer of Daryl Andrews LLC and Associates. We are a coaching, training, and uh, strategic analysis team of people where we go in and we provide uh, really there's three to four specific uh, what we call frameworks that we focus on. One is with post-pandemic leadership, where we're coaching and training leaders around the need to lead their people from a post-pandemic perspective for recruitment and retention folk issues. We focus on empowering self-care, which is designed to get staff and employees and and leaders to own wellness, the journey, because a lot of times companies are putting up these wellness initiatives and they don't necessarily work because people aren't owning it. So we, we bridge the gap by coaching and training, not just leaders, but even staff on that. We have some work around uh, team building and teamwork. you know, that's old saying the teamwork that makes the dream work. The culture is really driven by the team. 
and the way the team interacts with each other is really going to decide the culture that the team inter uh, uh, experiences, but also the people that you serve. And then last, we do diversity, equity, and inclusion from the inside out. And again, it's all coaching and training. So depending on the needs of our customers, that's what we're getting invited in to do. And uh, we've been doing it now for 20 years, 20 years, that's, and I have a small, small team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. Small yeah. but mm -hmm. mighty, right? Small but mighty, man. We, let me tell you something. We, we knock it out the park. I mean, we have big corporations that say, man, you guys are smaller than some of these other folks coming in, but you're way more effective. And I always tell them that the reason why is that we look at each, we don't just look at you as a customer, we look at you as a partner. You know, we're, we're here as a part of your team to help you achieve whatever goal it may be. So we don't just look at it as, wow, we got this contract, let's go to work. We are literally integrating ourselves into your culture to help build out your culture. Because that's what we did a lot with the cultures. Because, you know, you look at the workplace, most people are complaining about going to work, you know, and we got to end that. Like people should be feel good about going to work. They should be able to use their gifts, talents, and abilities in work, but these other stumbling blocks prevent that from happening. So we want to create healthier, uh, strong workplaces where people can be productive and they can grow as, in, as, as humans and individuals within the space. So we, we, we those four areas kind of help us encompass that goal. That's awesome. So, so what really inspired you to start your own business and how did your background influence your entrepreneurial um, journey? Well, I tell people all the time, and it's kind of funny, it's sort of funny, I guess. I've always been an entrepreneur. <laughs> I remember uh, I'm from Syracuse, New York, Dr. Dave, and I don't know if you know anything about Syracuse, but man, we get mountains of snow up there. It's like the snow capital. It, one time, we, I think we broke the record for snow in the United States in one, one year. And uh, and as a matter of fact, when I was a kid, they had one one year where it actually hit six feet. It was just that high in snow. It was crazy. And so, um, but every time, you know, things like that would happen, to me, that was a business opportunity. So I would go to the neighbors and shovel their snow. And I did everything, man. I mean, you name it, as a kid, I did it. I just was always entrepreneurial. So I knew from my childhood that I wanted to grow up and be an entrepreneur. But what inspired me to go down the path I chose for entrepreneurs and with people, there's a guy by the name of Dr. Miles Monroe who deeply influenced my life. Les Brown, who many people were familiar with, influenced my life. Uh, Zig Ziglar, I used to listen to him every day, influenced my life. But I want to go down a more a different path than them. I didn't just want to stand on stages doing keynotes and motivating and inspiring people, which we've done a lot of those. I want to get into the nitty gritty and help build out those systems. And so I worked in corporate for a bunch of years, a company called Abbott Laboratories, their medical diagnostics division and the pharmaceuticals division. And that was really, I think, where I honed my skills because when you're working for a Fortune 30 company in a professional level, you have to be professional at every aspect, leading people to um, self-motivation, to self-discipline, to emotional intelligence. And then so at, at Abbott, I was involved with sales and marketing, but then I started getting involved with training and that's when I started realizing, okay, I want to take these skill sets and go out to the marketplace and make a difference, and not just here at this company, but with the other organizations. So that was kind of the, kind of the foundation, you know. Just again, being a kid, man, I just knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. But as I I got older and aged, I realized I want to use entrepreneurism in the space of using my voice and wisdom and knowledge to be able to transform individuals and organizations. And 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 you you certainly are doing that. Mm -hmm. in, in Mm -hmm. Just based on you know the organizations mm -hmm. that you've worked for, like like Abbott, sure. they're, they're pretty mm -hmm. big. So, yeah, so let's yeah. talk about challenges that you may have faced um, in your business, and 
how did you overcome some of those challenges? Well, I think if you're in a business, you're going to have no doubt you have challenges. You know, uh, it's just it's the, it's the nature of the beast with, with business. It's just it really is. It's a beautiful thing, but you do have your challenges. Um, I think if there's any challenges that I faced when it comes to it, is that with business is that you have to recognize the fact when it's time to shift gears. You know, like some people think that their business, what they, the way they ran their business, let's say 10, 15, 20 years ago, is the way they're gonna run it today. And then they start to see a decrease and they're like, well, what's going on? Like, I'll give you a prime example. During the pandemic, right when it hit, 90% of our business was working directly with customers at their location. So we were going to, to an office, we would work with staff, we would work with leaders. A lot of our coaching was just one on one, those type of things. But then here comes, the uh, a moment in time I'll never forget, February of 2020. And I say February because that's when we started hearing about patient number one in New York with COVID. And then patient number one became patient number 100,000 in like two days, <laughs> it just spread it so fast. And then I lost 90% of my business in one week, one week. Now you wanna talk about the challenge, imagine telling your team, okay, our income source just got fully cut, okay? All our customers are back and all. And so it was frustrating, it was aggravating. And I was sitting there thinking, wait a minute, we were on a roll, things were going well, <laughs> what, is this, what is this pandemic thing? It's supposed to be in China anyway, why is it here in the United States? <laughs> what were they doing? So we, um, for about three weeks, I was just scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. And then I said, okay, you give advice to people, give yourself some. And so what advice I gave to myself was if virtual, if we're, most of these folks can't get anywhere, let's just go virtual. So I, re, I changed my website, I changed our marketing material. I talked to my team. I said, everything from this point forward is virtual. It doesn't matter what it is. And we made that shift quickly. And that's another thing with business. You don't, don't, don't wait too long. Sometimes you gotta make quick shifts. And, and Dr. Dave, within several months, we kind of were reestablished. And, and, and from that year, moving forward, we were doubling, tripling our business because we're able to do more um, virtually than we were live anyway. <laughs> you know, you can, you can reach more locations virtual than you can flying on airplanes. And so the point I'm making is that challenge that I faced and is really something I like to use a term that I hope people can embrace is called disruptive innovation. Yes, I love and that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that a good, and that a good one, man. Disruptive yeah, yeah. innovation. That don't look at every struggle is is um problem. Maybe it's time to innovate. You know, maybe that disruption is saying go another direction. I think we're experiencing it now. I think with in, in with the inclusion of artificial intelligence and you know you can literally create your own everything with our AI now, you know, do you even need a consultant? You know, you could use AI and let AI be your consultant, you know? So now it's like, well, what do we do there? So I'm creating new partnerships now as we speak, you know, looking at going deeper into the 21st century, man. Yep. You have, you have you know? to, you have to, you know, and, and yep. you, mm -hmm. you know, that whole disruptive innovation, you know, there's this the, the two P's, whereas, you know, do I pivot or persevere, mm -hmm. right? In the journey. Yep. Right, of, of really mm -hmm. to, to start looking at leveraging things like you know AI mm -hmm. and all of the, the yep. goodness that comes with, it, but also all of the challenges mm -hmm. that comes with it as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it, absolutely. And yeah. um, 
you know, so I hope people embrace that term because I think as a business owner, that term should always be in your wheelhouse because yeah. something can happen and you can either let it shut you down or you can go a new direction. I'll say this real quick. There's a book years ago called Think and Grow Rich that, yeah. that was out there that was really popular. And uh, I, think in, I think it was Napoleon Hill that wrote that book. But, um, you know, he talking about the Great Depression. And he was saying how there were two schools of thought in business during that time. One, people gave up. You know, we know the stories. I don't want to say the sad stuff that happened, but we know people just lost it, man. Yeah. And so that was one school of thought. The other school was, let's try something new. <laughs> let's go another direction. And what he was saying is the people who said, let's try something new in another direction are still prospering to this day, where all those other folks just went by the wayside. So as a business owner, you always want to think be a few steps ahead of the game. When you see trends are kicking in and things like that, don't ignore them. Start seeing how do I position my work to be able to effectively um, persevere through this, not persevere, but shift, pivot to yeah. be able to go a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's let's talk about balancing, you know, cultural identity with the business world's demand. You know, it's it's a thing that, you know, people go through. You know, it's just one of yeah. those things in, in, that we have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because um th that's that's no doubt an issue. I mean, it's it's it is. I'm I'm a man of color as we can see. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, and uh so I you know, I've been this way all my life. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to paint, paint myself and you know, do something and whatever. But um, cultural identity, what, what I try to get folks to understand, like I'm a big, I'm a, I'll be honest with you, I'm just going to be brutally candid. I'm, big, I'm a big fan. We talk about diversity, but I'm a big fan of vendor diversity. I think a lot of times we talk about diversity in the workplace, but we're not considering those people that's trying to do business with people. You know, there should be some consideration with diversity there, too. But what I, I say is, one, it can be a struggle depending on who you're interacting with. Some people just aren't there yet as far as um, seeing all people out of the lens of potential and things like that. But what I'll say to that is simply this, um, that what, what I would say for the people who may, be, who may struggle with it a little bit, start to think about the benefits of diversity. You know, start to understand there's power in diversity. You know, there's um, just because a person doesn't come from my walk of life doesn't matter of fact, and in many cases that may be a good thing because they have a different perspective that could be helpful, you know, to what we're trying to accomplish. And so some of the bigger firms out here uh, who understand that are doing extremely well. They, they, they're big, diverse as far as their people, diverse as far as their staff, diverse as far as, their, and they're flourishing. Financially, there was a, a report that was put out by Deloitte and it, it talked about what they called the diversity frontier. And what it was saying in that report was, man, the companies that are doing it are blowing right on up, man, because they're hearing different diverse perspectives and, and seeing things from a different way, marketing in a different way because they're open to it. But um, so for the people who are on the other side doing the hiring and buying the business owners, I'm telling you, you really need to get up to speed because that's kind of where we are now as a nation. But secondly, for the individuals who may be on the other end saying, well, I'm dealing with certain challenges, uh, I'll say to them, you know what? Your vision has to drive you. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, let, don't let obstacles or uh, missed oppor or opportunities that didn't produce, 
you know what, just get up and keep going. Keep, I, I've been doing this a long time, man. I've run into a lot of obstacles, but this is what I'm called to do. <laughs> you know, this is, this is my mission, man. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't care what obstacles come my way. You know what I mean? I'm still gonna get, I'm still gonna keep person because there's always somebody out there that's gonna want to do something with you. You know, there's always gonna be somebody that wanna hire you. There's always gonna be somebody that wanna promote you. And so just don't let individual situations shut you down. Stay focused, look at what it is that you want to accomplish, put together a plan and stay the course. I've been doing this 20 years, man. People are like, you've been doing this 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. I've been an entrepreneur and I wouldn't trade it in for anything. We do one thing I didn't mention, we do a lot of entrepreneur coaching too. So we coach businesses primarily in that startup phase zero to five and then we do those five to tens as well but man i always tell them let that vision drive you because eventually all the pieces will come together if you stay the course have a plan of execution so that's kind of what i have to say man i mean i don't know if that's the right answer but i just think that there's two sides of it and if you know both sides would just kind of stay the course of what they have to do and and and, and 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 make some adjustments man we can we it can be a beautiful thing it, it could be it, it definitely could be beneficial to all of us well yeah yeah for, for the companies mm. that have mm. been wise enough to expand that means they have more a bigger customer base right they have yeah. new ideas there's lots of goodness that that comes mm -hmm. into play you know when you die when you you know go broader than what your context is you know I'm just yeah in that way yeah but I'll say this if I can, Dr. Dave, you know, because I told you that's the area we focus on. We do DDI work. And, you know, what we do, one thing we realize with our with our customers in that space, I know, you know, like when this whole thing really hit hard about four years ago, three or four years ago, everyone kind of rushed in and started doing bias training and started doing microaggressions training and all that stuff. We didn't take that approach. We said, you know, what we understand is that, first of all, we got to realize we're all human beings. You know what I mean? I had a chance to meet Dr. Tommy Smith, the guy that was in the Olympics that had his hands up, you know, hand up in the air. Mm -hmm. and, and he and I were talking and he said, you know, Daryl, you know, and the reality, he said, a lot of people think what I did then was just about black power. He said, no, it was about human rights. And he said it was bigger than just being black. He said that was the stance for a lot of people. And he was saying that, you know, if we can just see each other as human beings on the journey of life, you know, and, um, it's amazing what we can accomplish. Like when we do our work with folks, we make it, we, 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 want, we make them want to, you know, get in there and have a conversation with us. We don't beat them up. We don't put them down. Yeah. We just talk. Yeah. We, you know, all that stuff. We don't do all that, man, because we, we, I would have a conversation if I'm coming in there, you know, guns are blazing. You know, like I'm going to tell you this and tell you that, and you're this and you're that. No, mm. let's talk about how do we reach common ground? And how do we start to see the value of every person who carries our company's name? Because guess what? If I work for a company, you get a check from them and so do I. And yep. it has the same name. It has the same name on it. <laughs> no matter if I'm black, white, green, brown, male, female, you name it, it's the same name. <laughs> so that means we all work for this firm. And that means we all should be treated with fairness. But that has some people need to get some education and in some cases some coaching to understand that a little bit better. I mean, without a doubt, because, you know, we could pivot from, you know, you just talked about coaching, but, but what about mentorship and how's that played mm -hmm. in your career and, and how do you mentor others in your mm -hmm. journey? Well, men mentorship, I think, is, is, is a term that's used a lot, but it's you, we hear it a lot, but it's not done a lot. Um, mentorship, to me, companies should always, like, again, companies, organizations across the board, uh, 
should have um, some type of a mentoring program in place, mentor, uh, uh, peer mentoring, uh, leader mentoring, things like that. Because what you're doing, it's, so, it's important to take people on a journey where they can progress and advance, but have people who are there to help them calibrate and make adjustments and shifts and things like that. A lot of times what I hear is people feel like, they'll tell me, like people I've even coached, nobody here coaches me, nobody here mentors me. You know, nobody takes the time. It's like everybody's trying to get their thing, do their thing and be successful in their space. Instead of looking at the bigger picture and say, okay, how do you prepare me to be better in my space so we all will be better overall? So mentoring, I think, is of critical importance, not just in the workplace, but in life. I have a bunch of mentees that yeah. I'm mentoring just in life. You know, I, it's not about work or anything. It's just I mentor them about family. And I've been married almost 30 years, marriage, um, I have four kids, being a father, things like that. So it's not just all business. So I think we need in the communities a lot more too. Uh, but in the workplace, I think it should just be a prerequisite. When people come in, they're assigned a mentor. Now, it's got to be a good mentoring match because you're just trying to learn and grow, man, and you need somebody there to help you. And so you don't have to make those mistakes that many others have. So I, I think it's of critical importance. And my hope, and if people were listening to this that may not be doing it, you would, you would consider, you know, start putting some systems in place because there's people in your place, workplace that need mentoring but also people in your life that need it as well. Oh, without a doubt. But but as we start to think about, you know, young people of color or, or just young mm -hmm. people in general, general you know, aspiring mm -hmm. to be entrepreneurs, you know, what, what type of advice would you give those people? Yeah, um, you, so you're talking about youth, younger people that's trying to go into entrepreneurism? Yeah. I, yeah. I would say the, the first thing I would say to them is number one, take a, take a business or entrepreneurism course don't you need to learn how to do this so like a lot of people think i can just do this but they don't understand about finances they don't understand about accounting they don't know about marketing they don't know there's so much learning that needs to take place like you know when you go on a job for a company they don't just say okay come in and learn this on your own <laughs> you know like you you know get out there and just go figure it out they give you a manual and they give you strategies and they put you through you know, training and things like that. And you're, the training is always like ongoing. Like you really never stop. When I worked at Abbott, we were always training, you know? And so, but a lot of people think entrepreneurism, well, I, I can just do a lot of hustle stuff and I'll be successful. Well, maybe to some extent, you need to learn how to be an entrepreneur. You need to learn how to run a business. And there's a lot of organizations out here that can help. They give it for free. Like most of the small business you know, uh, a score and small business organizations within most local cities offer for free. Don't just come out here. Don't get out here and wing it. There's too many people doing that. Learn how to, just like you learned how to be a, a, a vice president or you learned how to be a manager or you learned how to be whatever, learn how to run a business. Because the difference between being an entrepreneur and working for someone is accountability. You know, on your own, you know, if you're married, it could be your spouse. <laughs> they may say, okay, you need to get up there and make some money or we're going to have some problems around here. <laughs> or, but on that job, they're going to give you metrics. They're going to tell you, you know, you're going to get your evaluations and you're going to know how you're doing. You know, now, again, I would say for us not to pitch it, but we can help with that too, because we understand that people sometimes need accountability and they may need a coach to help them with that, you know, and, and help them to learn those little details. So we do some of that coaching as well. But that's not a bigger part of our work, but we do it just for some entrepreneur organizations. I always say only serious ones because it's 
you know, we don't want to put time in the folks that are not going to do, do the work. But um, it's definitely, it's a beautiful thing. Once you get into your lane, it's phenomenal. It just says you can grow and you can expand. And you can reach. I've been on hundreds of stages as a keynote speaker from big organizations. Walmart blew me down on a private jet to speak to all their senior managers worldwide. You know, I remember standing at Verizon in front of 4,000 people at Verizon speaking to all kinds of senior leaders. When I first started, I never thought I would make it to that point. You know, uh, we have contracts that we've had with major companies to do DEI work. But it didn't start out like that. But I operate within a preset. I operate within principles and I realize just things I got to continually do in order for my business to continue to grow and prosper. And so again, cause I don't have a manager saying, okay, we're meeting in 30, 30 days to look at your performance. But I do have people I allow to coach me and mentor me to help me remain accountable. No, that's great. And, and you brought up a very important organization called score. Um, I, I remember my second or third, you know, business venture, um, I was introduced to SCORE and that really helped me tremendously mm -hmm. in terms of just speaking to others who have been in this journey before and, and give you mm -hmm. a bit of context. So I'll say that wherever you are in your, in your local community, if you could find SCORE in that organization and connect with them, um, man, you could get some great value out of, of that those relationships that you've built there. Oh, huge. Huge. And I'll say this just to bring a little extra piece to it. What I like about it is not of them were entrepreneurs, but some of them were like directors of marketing for large corporations, yeah. things like that. So SCORE can give you strategies from people who did certain things, you know, public relations or something like that. So they may not have actually run a business. Some of them do. Some of them have. But a lot of them are just experts in content areas. And that's that's valuable as a business owner. So I just wanted to add that little piece as well. No, no, th that was critical. Yeah, that's true. They weren't yeah. all entrepreneurs. Some of them were CEOs. Some of them were CFOs. Mm -hmm. Some were just mm -hmm. managers. Um, and and, mm -hmm. and so that was really significant um, in, yeah. in helping to shape some of the context that I have about you know being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, me, um, me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But mm -hmm. as we begin to move into looking at your business impacting the community or your local community or, and beyond, you know, what, what do you see that's happening there um, mm. that in mm. terms of the work that you're doing? Yeah. Um, you know, one, I, I moved recently, so I'm, I'm in Florida right now, you know, so I would say um, we're still trying to get our roots here as far as the community is concerned. So we're out there, you know, doing different things. Um, but we spent 25 years in Delaware. You know, mm -hmm. and um, and so, you know, I guess as far as our business, our business was well known in that area. I mean, we and the reason why, because we were, we were munificent, man. We we helped. We, we were we, we were we were, you know, engaged in the community, because to me, if you're a business owner, you got to be involved with your community. Like you can't just own a business and just, you know, open the doors and think that people just show up. One way you expand your business potential is by serving, you know, volunteerism, things like that uh, in Delaware. We, um, I was able to um, help them open. This is again volunteerism. I was working with the Urban League. We were able to secure Delaware's first office of a, min a minority business enterprise. They didn't have anything like that, and so I was a business owner and I understood the need for some of the state agencies to, you know, have some things in place to really help them do more work with minority owned businesses. 
And so by being involved, I was able to help shape that policy. You know what I'm saying? So I think, in your, and then also as far as youth and all that, man, we were involved with everything. You know, we did all kinds of stuff to empower young people, you know, work with young people, help them become entrepreneurs, help them go after career dreams and goals. Uh, we actually ran a program one time. That was our primary focus within that program. But, you know, our community there, you walk through Wilmington, Delaware, and mentioned Daryl Coach DeAndrews, they all know him. Because we understand that part of the community, the job of a business is to give back. But then also it said, oh, give and it shall be given unto you. Because once people know what you're doing, you know, and if it's good work, they're going to put your name out there. You know what I mean? So there's some benefits to it as well. So we, we, we play a role, a significant role in, in, our, in our communities. I'm looking to do more of that down here in Florida, but we're still in the process of trying to connect the dots. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I love, I love that. You know, it's one of my, my passions um, and one of the programs that, um, that yeah. we started up that doing, all good. you know, teaching yeah, entrepreneurship and co coding, yeah. and, you know, yeah. all of those different skills that, that the next generation needs to be able to thrive, you know, yeah. economy, to, economy to come, you know? And let me say that if I can, Dr. Dave, there's a bigger community too. Um, the bigger community, I mean, are people, let's, let's say maybe, who are doing some of the things you're doing, but they're still learning. You know, like one of the greatest times I've had in my early career, and I've met a lot of wonderful people, is I had a friend, unfortunately, she passed away, but I was early in my speaking, the speaking part of my career, which is not the only part, but that was kind of my big thrust early. And she said, would you like to, um, she, her name's Tony, and she said, would you like to speak to Les Brown? And I said, stop joking. You don't know Les Brown. She said, she said would, you like to, would you like to speak to him? I said, Tony, stop messing with me. She said, I said, you don't know Les Brown. She said, come in my office. She put on speaker and she called him. When I heard that voice, I said, oh my God, that's Les Brown. Because <laughs> wow. wow. I immediately knew that voice. I knew that voice, you know? And uh, I said, I was like shocked, you know? I didn't even know what to say, you know? And she said, hey, he said, hey, young man, how you doing? I said, I'm doing well, man. How are you doing, right? He said, well, if Tony's calling me, you must pretty, be pretty serious about what you're doing. I said, well, you know, I'm in corporate at the time, but I'm looking to make the break and go out and do my own thing. I'm just trying to learn. He said, okay, give me your number. He said, I'm busy, but I'll call you. And um, so I, you know, I had an office, you know, an office, and man, sure enough, he called me. He called me several times and just shared wisdom with me. Well, I'll tell you one thing he shared with me that was powerful. He said, if you want to spread your name, speak at conferences. Yeah. He said, conferences are where people get to know who you are. I've never heard that before. And you know what? That's how I built my speaking career. <laughs> There's a little, little side insight there, you know. And, but it, would, it came from someone given to his larger community. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He, who am I? You know, he didn't know me. I'm dude just getting started. But here's this international, globally known person sewing into this our start. So I'm saying that caused me to do the same for other people. Because I was so appreciative of that, man, that this guy would take the time to talk to us. No, at that time, I consider about nobody in the game, you know, and um, he helped me. So the, the bigger community, sometimes are just people, not necessarily in your community, but people who may be young in startups that's trying to get to certain places in their career that's very similar to yours. No, that's, that's so true. You know, just being a multiplier, you know, that mm -hmm. comes, comes to mind when you mm -hmm. operate with that in that stance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a blessing to be able to do that, man, because I remember seeing him one time at the uh, National Speakers Association, that meeting, and uh, 
And when I walked up to him, I said, hello. He said, you Coach D, aren't you? I said, yes, I He knew my voice. Wow. <laughs> we, wow. we had, we had, that, was, that predated the Zooms and all that. But he recognized my voice immediately. And I said, man, I just don't want to let you know how much you've helped me. He said, no, man. He said, that was my pleasure. Yeah. So you start realizing, man, that's 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 a beautiful. You know, he got a lot. And you talk to a thousand people that will probably tell you the same thing about him. And the same thing with Dr. Miles Monroe before we lost him. These are people that understand the bigger community of people that are out here trying to make a difference. And they're not, well, they're okay. You know, it's not always about a coaching deal. or Now everybody today is everything about coaching and all that, which is yeah. fine. I got that. I get it. But sometimes just I tell people this day, I still have conversations with folk. I don't you know everybody's not gonna become a coaching client. No. You know, some folks I just want to inspire, man. And so guess what? You get some of my time just to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even to be inspired by what yeah. they're working on, you know. So it's a great yeah. Yeah. relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's the next peak you're aiming to reach, you know, with your business or as a and as an entrepreneur? Well, I'm, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I'm looking at the trends, you know, and that's another thing as an entrepreneur, you look at the trends and we have to understand for those of us out here in my space, you know, I just want to let folks know this, that the traditional model is fading. And what I mean by that, just waiting for a person to call, get a consulting contract. I'm not saying that's going away, but it's not what it used to be. Okay. And the reason why is because people have access to so much information. Yes. You know, so you got to separate yourself by having innovative type things that are going on. So for me, I'm I'm pivoting big time to 21st century in a major way. I'm, I have partners I'm looking at with AI. I have partners I'm looking at with online courses, self-paced courses. I already got that. We've created some DEI. Our first one is DEI. We're going to create a bunch of other because the days of Coach D coming to your organization to do things, they're still there. And we're going to have those kind of opportunities. But most of these folks, in particular with this hybrid model, them folks want to sit in their house and do self-paced. Yeah. Yep, and, yep. and, you know, and things like that. And they're not going to be, you know, they can't bring them all to one location. And even on Zoom, it's not possible because they have all these different responsibilities. So I'm positioning my business around where, where it's going, not where it's been. Because if I stay focused on what it's been, I'll become obsolete. <laughs> well, yeah, without a doubt, you know, um, mm -hmm. yep. it's it's the thing that that's the whole pivot and persevere kind of context, right? You know, yeah. you're looking mm -hmm. at the shift in the way we work, ways of working, and the future of work, and that includes, mm -hmm. you know, being able mm -hmm. to provide value whether you're physically there or not. That's right. That's 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 the, that's the journey that that we're on in this this new model. Um, you yeah, know. And, and it's not going anywhere. It's no. just literally isn't. And I'm I'm talking to consultant after consultant that's getting hit hard. And they don't know what to do. And I'm telling them, I said, you know, here's the deal. I said, you know, pivot. This is not time to persevere. It's time to pivot because, yeah. listen, we got a whole generation of people that have come up on technology, literally a whole generation. So boomers are moving out, out of the game a little bit. They're moving. And this new, this new generation, that's what they know. And so if we're going to think that we're going to work with this generation like we did with the boomer generation, <laughs> oh, you're in some serious no. trouble. You yeah. know, you are in some serious trouble because they don't want to spend a whole bunch of time with you. They want something they can pop on an app, <laughs> you know, do it that way, and maybe get you once every other month on a Zoom meeting or something like that. So we have to be smart, man. I mean, I mean, I have to learn like everybody else, you know, because 
you start seeing things slow down and you say, shoot, what's going on? And you say, oh, this is what's going on. So, I mean, we're pivoting and it's, it's a process. I'm just I'm not going to sit up and say it's the easiest thing, but we're going to stay the course till we get there. That's just, you know, we're going to stay that course. Well, that's what we have to do. So, you know, mm-hmm. Coach B, you know, your story isn't just getting to your mountaintop, but it's about mm-hmm. building a whole mountain range for others. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, What's the Mount, we don't, Mount Kilimanjaro people, man? We'll go to the big one. There you go. There you go. You know, so any final words for, you know, aspiring trailblazers like yourself? Well, I'm, I'm going to share, I'm going to leave it with uh, a quote, if I can, by Henry Ford. Uh, Henry Ford was being interviewed. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but Henry Ford was not, his big, greatest accomplishment wasn't the Model T, it was assembly line. He, he created the assembly line. And a lot of people don't even know that. And so all those assembly lines that manufacturing organizations were using, they had to pay him <laughs> to use them. All right. And so he was being interviewed and the guy was try- kind of harassing him because he only had like a ninth grade education. He didn't go all the way through college or anything. And so the guy was saying, how do you accomplish this? And how do you accomplish that? And you have a ninth grade education and you booked this car company. And he looked at the young man with a smile on his face. He said, well, young man, it's just as simple as this. If you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so true. You know? And he walked right on into his office and said, see you later. And yep. much more than that. So my, my, my last words to your audience, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. So your mind is going to go to work processing what you give it. And That's if, you tell so it if you can, if you can tell it, it can, I can get this done. Somehow, some way it's going to find a way to get it. So that's what I got for the folks today. Well, well, thank you again. So, so thank you for tuning in to the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. You know, special mm-hmm. uh, thanks to Dell Coach D. Andrews for giving so generously today. Um, I invite you to stay tuned, uh, Trailblazers, because the next episodes will just give you even more insight and all of the beautiful things that we've gathered today from uh, Coach D. So, Coach D, thank you so much. It was truly my pleasure. Truly my pleasure. Thank you. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.